This is the Fan of Fan podcast, and I'm Topless, and for all you grandmothers out there, this podcast is for you. Gary Wilson to the rescue. He's not here tonight, but a massive thank you for helping us out at short notice. And we're joined by his good friend, Gaz. How are you, mate? Yeah, not bad, thank you. How are you, Stephen? I'm good, thank you very much. Thank you for coming on at short notice. Looking forward to this one. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, Gaz, short for Gareth. So Gareth O'Leary from Gloucestershire. How did how did it all start for you? How did you get into football? Uh, I got into football the uh, ninety four World Cup is my earliest big memory of football. Um, sitting in the I think it was in the hotel in Spain and watching the Republic of Ireland beat Italy. Um, and then after then that's when my interest grew. Obviously being eight years old and Man United being successful, then obviously I supported Man United for a while. Don't know why when I look back on it, but um, yeah, I supported Man United. I got to about 14 um, and then I won tickets to go and watch Cheltenham Town, who um, just got into the Football League. So I started following Cheltenham Town. Um, I also play. Uh, my, a big interest was, came from playing. I played for 20, 22 years. I've still signed on for a side this season. Don't know why, but I've signed up. But technically, I've hung up my gloves, shall they say. Well, I'm good um, with gloves. Now, yes. guess is what position you play there, then. Well, depends how cold it is. <laughs> so, I'm guessing from that you're a keeper. Yeah, I am indeed, unfortunately. Played in goal, wow. So, so what's it like being a keeper? We had, we had um, a keeper who played for Grantham Town uh, back in season two. And, you know, that was a very good insight to goalkeeping. What, what, what do you think about being a keeper? Um, it can and, be lonely. Yep. <laughs> um, it is a very lonely position at times, um, yep. especially when things aren't going right, put it that way, uh, because you're the last line of defence. Um, no matter how bad your side is or how, uh, how good your side is, you've still got to be alert, you've still got to be awake. Um, yep. Even if you're gatted, getting battered like 10, 11 nil or whatever, then you've still got to, I don't know, put a shift in, shall we speak? Yep. Which Absolutely. so as a, at times it can be frustrating because you can see the players in front of you aren't trying and rightly or wrongly I used to think well hang on a minute why do I have to put the effort in whereas you can not put the foot in not put a challenge in yeah you're still expecting me to save a shot in my opinion there's no difference um, so it can be quite stressful at times or frustrating yeah. whichever way you want to look at it um, but it's Absolutely. it's a thankless task. Um, you can have a blinding, you can have a blinding game, and then let and a howler with two minutes to go, and, you, and then you're the villain for it. Absolutely, you know it's it's a, it's a tough job. I'll, I'll give you a prime example. If you remember Cup Winners Cup, years and years ago, I think I think it was Arsenal against um, Real Zaragoza. Ah, David and Seaman David, getting chipped. David Seaman had, had been in perfect form. They were giving him praise for getting there, and then the last minute of the last game in stoppage time, in of extra time, 120th minute, I believe. Naeem, the ex-Tottenham player, by the way, goes for goal from near the halfway line. And as you remember, Seaman's jumped too early, hasn't he? Yes. And it's gone in. And what happens there? He gets all the criticism. So exactly. I, I could totally sympathise with goalkeepers and you there. Just, you know, they remember you for the mistake rather than... The good things you've done. Rather than the, the amazing... Tipping onto the bar, tipping it wide in close range. 
Whereas a centre forward can miss a sitter, but he scores the winner and he's a hero, or yeah. they don't, or they don't talk about the missed chances or anything like that. They just talk about the keeper that's made a mistake. Absolutely. So, what 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 sort of level did you play at as a goalie? Um, local level, really. I had a trial, shall we say, at Southern League level, but yeah. only being five foot nine, and I can't exactly claim across. Um, and I will always hand I hold my hands up and say I can't claim across. But you put the ball at your feet or anything like that, then I'm more than willing to put my head in front of you, in in front of you, flying a foot at me or my reflexes and my shot stopping. Apparently, not that I agree with it. Apparently, my shot stopping and my reflexes were outstanding um, for my heart. You're always your worst critic as a keeper because you're always as good as your last mistake. If that makes sense. So um, I had it. So I. I was third choice, not that I got anywhere, but I was third choice. Um, But that's as high as I ever got, if that makes sense. But I still played locally, if that makes sense. Yeah. And being a a Southern League club, you're not really going to ask your third or fourth choice keeper to come down, are you? (laughs) Yeah, it happens, I suppose, definitely. Um, Okay, so let's, let's move on then. So, Cheltenham Town. Yes. What's it been like supporting Cheltenham Town? Well, this season it's frustrating. Yeah. Um, because we're trying to keep ourselves in League One after a decent season last season under Michael Duff um, yeah. and Wade Elliott coming in, um, trying to put his own mark on it, but also keep the majority of the squad. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally, because I, I don't go to away days twice at the moment because I want to do the 92, but from the games I've seen and the highlights I've seen, I think it's starting to come together now. Um, yeah. We've got a massive, I know it's only early or early doors, but we've got a massive six-pointer against Oxford on Saturday at our mm-hmm. place. Um, yeah. But it's trying to, because Michael Duff performed miracles. He came in, we were struggling to stay in League Two. Um, so he turned things around. The first season, he did okay. He kept us up. And then it, when he had a full pre-season with us, the following season we got into into the playoffs and then we lost to Northampton. We threw it away, really, basically, during the first year of COVID. We were 2-0 up after the first leg at Northampton and then threw it away and lost 3-0 in, in the second leg at, at Warden Road. But the following season we started again and then we went up. Against all odds, we went up and we ended up and we actually won the league, which Chantan Town have never won League 2 before. Even though twice we've been up before, he's gone up via the playoffs. Um, I've seen some dark days as well. I've seen times under Martin Allen where he would bring in like 60 players in the course of the season and pay them silly money, uh, giving loan players bonuses and things like that for even just turning up, basically, from what I've heard. Um, I've seen us obviously relegated from League Two, which wasn't nice. But effectively, we've only been a football league side for, what, 20 years, 22 years now? And we've only got relegated once and we came straight back up, which was a miracle upon itself. Um, a club our size and the budgets that we have, we shouldn't have been beaten going up over teams like Wrexham. Forest Green were a big side. Yeah. Well, they're not a big side, but you know, with their budget under Dale Vince, as soon as Dale Vince came in, they were throwing money at it. Absolutely. Look, look where they are as a result of it. Exactly. Yeah. But 
you can say I'm being bitter, but Forest Green are only where they are with money, if that makes sense. They've oh, had absolutely. To, they've had to pay like players, and I'm, I'm not naming names, but they've had to pay players like five grand a week when they were like in League Two or going up from the National League, a bit like what Wrexham are doing now. Yep. Um, and Forest Green are only where they and where they are because of the money the Dale Vince is putting in. And I'm not trying to be a bit of Cheltenham Town fan because Forest Green have got money. But they were a nicer club and they had nicer supporters, so to speak, when they had no money. Because now people are just jumping on the bandwagon because they're being successful, if that makes sense. No, no, and yes, I, I agree. Totally side with you. Totally side with you. That's like they yeah. closest rivals, I'm guessing. <laughs> um, if you can class them as a rival, yes. Yeah. Who would you say is your derby match? I mean, is, it, is it Oxford at the moment, would you say? Or would you... Do you have like some sort of history with like Gloucester City, maybe? Because they're not too far away. From well, them. yeah, Gloucester City, we got a big history, but we haven't played them in a, in a league game for over twenty years now. So, are they a rival? I don't know. Maybe Swindon. Yeah, um, I'm not saying I don't like Swindon, but yeah, Swindon are probably I would class as a rival. Maybe, possibly Bristol Rovers, and like you said, Oxford. Yeah. Fair because point. they're I mean, similar. That gone. So obviously, Rovers have been down nearer to your level than Bristol City have maybe so that obviously you know, makes sense yeah in a way. And they're more as well they're as much as they're probably a lot of a couple of my Bristol Rovers fans would tell me that I still think they're a smaller club than Bristol City they're more <laughs> of our level if that makes sense <laughs> yeah of course yeah so I mean you touched on some of the dark days there you've been relegated out of the league one being relegated out of the league what, what was your best memory from Cheltenham Town uh, winning then a conference national in 2016 at the first attempt, mainly because the win came on my 30th birthday. Your 30th birthday, Charlton Sang promoted to the Football League. Back to the Football League, yes. Beat Halifax 2 now. Halifax at home? Yes, at home as well. Do you remember Do you remember the day really well? No, I do remember the day really well. I don't remember the evening that well, but I remember the day really well. <laughs> Go on, do tell. Um, there was lots of uh, lots of jumping around around on the pitch, and obviously everybody singing FFG, which I don't think I can repeat on here. But you can imagine it's it's Duck Forest Green, but um, oh yeah, and um, Danny Wright standing up on the main stand singing that, considering he used to play for them the season before, and him starting to sing it. That's a quite a memorable moment, considering. Um. Obviously, in the bar afterwards, just drinks flying around everywhere and players getting hammered. And, and don't get me wrong, all professional footballers get hammered. But when you're that up close and personal, especially at our level or even at like national level or your, um, even lower than that, they all mingle. But the higher at the pyramid, you don't get that opportunity, if that makes sense. Yeah. You can't imagine yeah. like the likes of like Ronaldo going in the club club bar and getting drinks for everybody all the fans and things like that it, it, you would never see it Absolutely. and that's part of the that's part of the thing that I like about lower league football or non-league football is the fact is you can mingle and have a conversation and a normal conversation with the players Absolutely like a memory of football so just meet them full stop <laughs> Exactly and they will okay yes you will they do have that arrogance of arrogance because the fact is they've got a run through 10, 15, 5,000 people and people are saying they're crap every other week and things like that. 
you've got to be thick-skinned, so they will have that element of arrogance. But at the same time, you can still have that small talk and have a normal conversation because they're only, I don't know, they get paid no more than a person that's get a, a top manager in one of our companies that we work for or something like that. It's only on 50, 60, 70 grand a year, which, yes, is a lot of money, but in the grand scheme of things, no, it's not. 100%, mate, yeah. So... Let's talk about obviously just on non-league. You played in non-league and the Sunday league. What about what about ground hopping then? How did you fall into ground hopping? Would you say you mentioned there you want to do the ninety-two? What about what about ground hopping then? Ground hopping. Um, well, like you said, I played Sunday league. I played local football and things like that. That's technically ground hopping. Um, yeah. um, but I love watching football. I don't care where it is. You could drive me to Maidstone and say, "Shall we go and watch a game?" or drive me to Dartford or Funny you should like say most things. I was there with Gary the other week. Oh, is it? I didn't <laughs> even notice. Yeah. Um but no, I just it's just the fact that you get to go to different places and meet different fans and people who actually love football, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um they're they're not because they can get to see Ronaldo or they can go and see Messi. They're they're there because they love their club. Uh, and they want to keep their club in the community. And there's people working behind the scenes that have a day-to-day job, nine till five or shift work or seven till seven or working nights, but they still come together on a Saturday afternoon because they want to watch their club, no matter how big or small they are. And they want to keep the club in the community. Yep. Also, some of the food's quite good as well. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yes. Some of the food if you go is to spectacular. Town, Merthyr Town is definitely worth a visit for food. Well, uh, other people say Merthyr Town's visit full stop, which the ground's amazing as well. <laughs> oh, for that level, that ground is incredible. But what, what what do you love about Merthyr Town's ground, especially? They've got everything. They've got a decent sized clubhouse if you want to like if you want to preserve for the community, so to speak. So they could have like a function there. Yeah. Uh, they're not that I agree with three, four G pitches, but at that level, it's an income because at the end of the day, football's a business. Yeah. So it's an additional income for the football club. Um. Yep. Also, it's it's still in the housing estate. It's not like they've moved that out of town and put it in an industrial estate and said, "There you go, go and travel." It's still within town, shall we say? Yes, it's on yep. the outskirts of town, but it's still within walking distance from the centre of town. And the people of Merthyr needs, I'm not saying it's a centre rugby, but they, they, it's a nice release for them. Yeah. The fact is they can just go to the football on a Saturday. They get to see all their friends. They all get together. They can have a couple of pints. They can go and get some decent food. It's only four quid for their food. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's peanuts. And it's like £2.50 a pint. You can drink and chat with your mates along the side. That's what I love about ground hopping. The fact is you can do that at, lower league levels, like non-league levels. Yeah. And there's a lot more non-league clubs than there are football league clubs. But it's a more of a community spirit when you go to ground hopping. Mm-hmm. Everybody's all pulling the same way. You don't get, you get very little animosity. Of course, you get banter during a game or things like that, but they'll come at you afterwards. And it's a bit like playing football on a Saturday. They'll come and have a point with you afterwards. 100%, mate. Yeah. And like you say, I mean, there's a lot of times and cities have lost that. So you said there about Merthyr, you could have a drink in town and then, right, that 10 minute walk, you're at the game, ready to go in. I mean, you look at like York's lost that. 
Boston's lost it. Um, what what next? I mean, there's gonna be there's gonna be more to follow, unfortunately. Yeah, the the, the tradition it just takes it, everything away from the community, doesn't it? Yeah, it takes you out, out of your Saturday a bit as well. Like you don't go exactly. to the same bar on a Saturday now. You've got to go somewhere else, and you know that that feeling that you get on a Saturdays. Not the same Saturday, is it? Yeah, it doesn't, no, doesn't really not. feel like home. It's a shame, really, but unfortunately, money talks, doesn't it? Money does talk. So, I mean, especially, in... yeah, absolutely. I mean, see, so you mentioned Merthyr Town there. I mean, next question is going to be, what is the best ground you visited? I mean, nobody the will blame you saying that one. But uh, I mean, well, is is there any other one that, that particularly took the fancy, or any others? Uh, non-league wise it's probably the best ground I've been to is Merthyr yeah. over the first of the games and grounds I've been to and I know it sounds stupid but it's Sunderland oh, okay. uh, but because being a Cheltenham Town fan you would never dream of playing Sunderland 20, if you asked me 15 years ago you're going to Sunderland on a Tuesday night and it's not an FA Cup game you're on the, you're playing them you're playing them home and away in the league, if that makes sense. And you're going up on a Tuesday night. Yes, we got battered 5 now, But you're going up and you're looking down and you're basically playing the same. You're fighting for the same thing. You're fighting to get out of the league. It's not like you're fighting to get to the third round of the FA Cup or the fourth round of the FA Cup. You're actually fighting. to. It's a football league game. And to yeah. go to a stadium like that, with a, what people would deem as like small Cheltenham Town, it's quite surreal, and then you go like you drop that. I don't know if you've ever been to the stadium, but you drop you walk up the steps, and then it's like you're dropping into the stadium because they built it into the ground. Okay, so it feels quite. How is Cheltenham Town playing a football league game against Sunderland? And it was the first. It was in sep- early. It was in the end of September, so it was quite early on back in League One. Yeah, and it was, and then when I, when like 15 years ago, Sunderland were in the Premier League. Yeah, they were. and yes, okay, and yes, you've got Portsmouth, you've got Ipswich, you've got Charlton, but Sunderland, and I've been to Portsmouth before. We'll come on to that later, I imagine, if you want me to talk about Pompey. Oh yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, but Sunderland, it's just quite, it feels quite surreal. It's like imagine York, for example, coming out of walking into Stamford Bridge, and you're thinking, how are York City walking into Stamford Bridge? It has a football league game, not an FA Cup game. Or a, football, or a League Cup game or a friendly or something like that. It's actually a generally league game and then they're going to come to your place or you they've already been to your place in the league. It's a, It would be a quite surreal feeling I know. if you walked into Stamford Bridge now, if that makes sense. Absolutely. A crazy feeling. <laughs> but non-league, yeah, Merth is, is just for the standard that they play at. It's an incredible little grand. It's solved so many times about it as well. <laughs> um, did, you, did you say as well there, Portsmouth's another one that you like as well. Yeah, um, I, I quite like how close and how clo- like close packed you are with Portsmouth. If that makes sense, the fact it's not like barriers in the way. You're literally like three foot away from the ground, and they've been a Premier League club, and you actually got that as a Premier League ground. Yeah. You don't get that very often anymore now being a Premier League ground. Nope. You're not allowed because you're that you're too close. Yep. So Good yeah, Portsmouth's another uh, another favourite. Any, any more favourites you willing to mention? Uh, not off the top of my head that I can think of. Okay, I haven't been to your place yet, but Mansfield. 
Yeah, not yet. I haven't been to yet. So. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those grounds. It's one of those grounds that you know that Cheltenham Town are always going to be there, so you keep putting it off. And <laughs> now I guess, especially when you're playing on a Saturday, do I want to play on a Saturday or do I want to go to the field now? Mm. I'll go and play football. But now that I want to do the 92, and now you've got Scott Flinders, who I actually think is quite, it was a shame we lost him, but yes. then I might be more inclined to go up and, I don't know, we, we, we might meet you in the FA Cup yet. Yeah, we've got knocked out of the Cup. But... Well, hopefully, we'll meet you next season. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? You stay so up where you lose last weekend? Uh, no, he won. Big Stockport. Oh, okay. We're uh, winning all our home games, losing all our away games, basically. But... I'm sure that'll change, but uh, you'll so, go up by the playoffs. I, I don't know if I can bear that again after last last season's performance in the flying line. I, <laughs> I really don't know. But, uh, so, best ground we've had. What about? Do you have any grounds you don't like, or your worst, if possible? And again, it could be biases you like. I don't mind if you say Forest Green. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, yeah, Forest Green isn't great, but um, it's probably Eastley. Eastley, okay. That's a, a very strange little ground, to be honest, considering they were a National League club. It's oh, still a very... Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow, still they still are. But yeah, um, it's, it's it sounds derogatory, but it just, it's just like a shed. But that's okay. a level of football. I can't understand how it's at, at past grading to get to that level because it just feels like it's all falling apart. Uh, falling apart. And I'm not saying it's a derogatory because everybody's putting in the same direction at that sort of level. They're all working hard behind the scenes to make it the best thing. But yeah. it does make you wonder what sort of grading do you need? It's a fair... Yeah, I mean, some some non-league clubs that I've seen on my travels that obviously they, they were higher up and they failed. They had to start again. Well, they didn't have to. They basically just folded. So I thought, well... We're not getting any further with this club. We've got, we've got something's going to have to happen. Everyone leaves, and then you've got to start again. Um, yeah. Obviously, some clubs you probably think you yeah, might need a bit more, but but some grounds I think have been hard done by. I think you know Hucknall Town. I think you know if you've heard of them in uh, Nottinghamshire, they were hard done yeah. by at one yeah. point, I believe. But I think they were more uh, focused on the size of their fan base rather than the state of their ground. If anything. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't know if you've ever been to uh, Gresley. Gresley uh, Rovers. I- and they sit at the same place they were about 15 years ago. I went yeah, yeah, so the, the Moat Ground, uh, just in Derbyshire, South Derbyshire. Uh, lovely ground, by the way, I really liked it. I mean, they're another club that were quite high up and had to start again. I mean, they're on their way back, thankfully. They're, they got promoted well, last season. I remember Charlton Town, yeah. Charlton Town could basically, they did, Gresley didn't go up, but Charlton did from the Southern Prem um, because of grounding issues and, I remember watching Gresley Rovers against Sinderford Town up at Sinderford. Uh, and they had some good battles with Sinderford in the early 2000s. And then they just seemed to fall away. Mm. It's a bit like um, Racing Club Warwick. Racing Club Warwick are a bit similar like that as well. They used to be there or thereabouts in the early 2000s, especially when Ben Foster was starting his career there. But it's, it's, it's right. I, I'd, I'd personally. If I was in charge of FA, I wouldn't worry about ground grading that much. I think, well, no. you've earned the right to be there. The club has to deal with the consequences. That, that, that's my personal opinion. I think, exactly. you know, I mean, the prime example here is Blackwell. Now, Blackwell's in, uh, it's in Derbyshire, not far from Shire, but where I'm from. Um, 
Now, the ground is substantially small, I'll be honest. <laughs> um, but they've made it. So why, why stop them? You know, it's the integrity of the competition, in, in my opinion. Yeah, you probably won't get many fans going there because, you know, obviously the capacity size will be substantially smaller than others. But, like, you know, let them, let them worry about it. Let the club worry about it. You know, I, I don't like this. Graham's going to be at a certain level because it, it costs money. It could kill some clubs like that. Well, you know, it, it exactly, really yeah. And it probably has killed some clubs. I saw something, I can't remember who it was, but they're in Kent. And they've gone up the pyramid and they can't afford it anymore due to travel costs and things like that. And also having to improve the ground. They can't afford to stay afloat. Terrible shame. I wonder why we haven't got a football league team in Cornwall. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to move on to fan bases now. Who are the best fans you've come across? And uh, again, be biased as you like. Say no disrespect to us it's definitely not us um, but Pompey because the fact is no matter what they just keep singing it's not just because the man with the bell or anything like that but literally they are always singing no matter if they're losing and whatever they are still trying to get behind their team yes they get frustrated everybody gets frustrated in 90 minutes and you can, but you can literally hear them groan and things like that because they are so loud yeah. And they make a lot of noise everywhere they go. It's like they're go. It's like they're going for fun. Yes, they don't want their team to win. Of course, they do. Everybody does. But it's a. It's going to the football is like them going out on a day out. If that makes sense. Absolutely. And they they fill out the away end wherever they go as well. They're one of them clubs. Exactly. And they're at they're, the atmosphere at Fraston Park when it's rocking. It really is rocking. Fantastic. So, what about the worst fans you've seen? I want to say Ipswich. Ooh, no, that's interesting. What, what about Ipswich fans don't you like? Well, we took four points from last season. Um, but the fact is, I remember walking out of Wadden Road and they were like, oh, yeah, the referee was awful. Why are we losing to this rubbish? Well, hang on a minute. You're in League One for a reason. Um, well, st still in League One for a reason as well. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> A bit like what I used to think of Pompey fans and then the atmosphere when I went to Fratton Park changed my mind about Pompey fans. Yeah. Um, but, like, they walked out of Warden Road and then this is like, this is rubbish. Why are we here? We don't deserve to be here. The board's corrupt and things like that. Well, you're in League One for a reason. And then we went to Fratton Park on a Tuesday night. God, that was a long way home because the M25 was shut so it took me six hours to get home. But went to, uh, went to Portman Road on... Grounded out a nil-nil draw, and if you look at our start on 11, it was awful. How we got a nil-nil, I don't know. But like they were walking out of the ground, and they're like, this is rubbish. We don't deserve to be in this league. How are we, get, how are we dropping points against somebody like Cheltenham Town? We should be hammering teams like this. It's like, well, you're in League One for a reason. Stop being bitter and twisted. Yes, we're a small club in, in terms of like the Charltons and the Ipswiches, the Portsmouths, the Sunderland who were in the league at the time. Yeah, we are a small club, but at the end of the day, you're in League One for a reason because you're awful. Yeah. If you were that there. good, yeah, if you were that good, you would be a Premier League side and you would be consistently in the Premier League. Yeah, and the old saying goes, "You're not too big to be down there." And uh, one of our good friends knows all that too well. Right, Gary? true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, York City they're down there because they fall into that level, and that applies yeah. to Stockport County. It applies to. 
I want to say Boston, but obviously I only grew up with them in the football league. I think they're traditionally probably about that size, but I think probably National League. But you know, other teams, you know, South End, Barnet, Aldershot, Grimsby, they were bouncing around there all the time. Hereford, another one, Darlington, yeah. you know, they, they, they're there for a reason. They've, they've fallen. You're not too big to be down there. Well, I went so, to Edgar Street on Saturday and they're saying, oh, this is awful. Well, hang on a minute. This is awful because the fact is you're not getting behind your side anymore because you're not winning every week. Yep. Yes, you're putting in two and a half thousand people, which is is brilliant for that level. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But when you were when you were a I don't know a Midland Alliance side, which is like the Hellenic League in our level, or I don't know what it is in the north, but or when you were I don't know a Northern Premier side or something like that, you yep. were putting in three four thousand people. Where's those three? Where's those other people gone? Oh, you're not winning every week, so you've lost interest. And yes, football fans are fickle. We're all fickle. We, oh yeah. There's times that I've, I'm thinking I don't want to go to Warden Road again because this is awful. But if you you support your th- club through thick, thick and thin, if you're not going through to turnstiles, they're not going to get money to get better players. No. At our, at our level, unfortunately, you know, with Mansfield, you're not going to get out of League Two if you can only pull two thousand people every week. No, we're not. So, I just, yeah, it gets a bit frustrating sometimes when they, the clubs don't think they deserve to be at the level they're at. I mean, I think I think we've, I don't say hard done by, but we've been so close, if you like, but we're still here. We're still here. The fan base has got a lot bigger this season. We had a lot more season ticket sales, but we're still here. And, you know, there has been seasons where we've only pulled in 2,000 in certain games, but You've got to get on with it, haven't you? Unfortunately, yeah. So, is there any ground that you would really, really like to visit that you haven't already? What's your most ground that you really want to go to? Uh, there's too many of them. Give me your top three. Um, <laughs> give me your top I can't three. Give you, I, can't, I can't give you my top three. I can't even, I didn't even think of a top three to be honest. I thought of one that off the top of my head. There's a ground in Hungary and it's called the Pancho Arena. Is that that pushcast team? Yes. Oh man, it Beautiful. just looks it just looks quite quirky and different for a football ground. Quite quirky, a lot it, quirky. It's like going into a cathedral. Oh, well, of course, a football a football ground is a cathedral, already, isn't it? But oh, it is. But that that ground, it just looks insane. And I've just started seeing somebody now, and she likes football as much as I do, which is a godsend. So please find something wrong with her, because I can't see what's wrong with her, because she always wants us to go to a game. Um, but I reason as well, we need to go there. 100%. Just because I, it's only 3,000 people that can fit into it. But just to have, the, the seeing the pictures of the outside of it and things like that, it just looks quite surreal. I know. It looks a thing of beauty. It does, and that's the one ground I really want to go to. Everybody, like, I want to go to the American R, and I really want to go to like the Bernabeu and things like that. But yeah. no, that ground just because it's so quirky and different. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know if you've heard of the, sorry, because I mentioned there, if you've heard of the book by Mike Bailey, one hundred grams to visit in in the UK. I want imagine if there was a hundred grams to visit in the world. I, I guarantee that one would be on it. By yeah, a mile, and it's it's not well known either. No, not a chance. But that's a ground hopper's dream, isn't it? Basically, oh. to go somewhere like that. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, guys, we'll uh, wrap it up with one last question. 
because it's getting a bit late. Um, so we ask if you we ask this to everybody: if you could sum up football in three words, what would it be? So it could be it could be three separate words, or it could be uh, a three-word phrase. Football or non-league football or ground whatever or even ground hopping if you wish. Uh, ground hopping, then yeah, I would say for the first thing that comes to my mind. Can I use four instead of three? Yeah, I'm sure I could translate it to Yorkshire and take them that. <laughs> <laughs> so ground hopping, for example, I would say for real football fans, people okay. that just go because they love watching football. Because if you if you want to go because you want to see a good great piece of skill or you yep. want to see six goals in a game or something like that, yeah, or you're expecting to see an outstanding skillful game, you're not going to always get that. No, you get entertainment um, though. But you yes, you'll get entertainment. So ground hopping, I would say, is, yeah, for real football fans, people that are going because they love watching football, no matter what level it is, whether it's grassroots football or it's. And I'm going to say now because I'm a southerner, but like Southern League football or something along those lines, or or even if you want to go and watch a championship, you watch different styles of football. Yeah, I always say when people explain football, what's football mean to you? Football to like a coach or something like that. If you were ever a coach, I said, well, football to me is forever the teacher and its players and its fans are forever the student because you always learn something new, no matter how many games you've been to. You always learn something new about football. Couldn't put it better myself, mate. Yeah, I mean, so you think, so if, you could, would you, if you could sum up football in three words, what would you say? Because ground up in one's brilliant. I want to know what you think of football. Football in three words, if you can. Football in three words. Yeah. Three words. I can't think in three words now. Tricky one, isn't it? Yeah, how could you sum up football to somebody that doesn't like football? <laughs> Heartbreaking yet rewarding. Ooh, no, we've not had that one before. That is amazing. And that one is one that you don't hear every day. Because, I mean, we've had, we've had, you know, passion's probably the most used word. A lot of people use that one. Yeah. But, I mean, we had, we had, we had one guy say, bit by the bug for ground hopping. But, you know, me being living in Yorkshire, we could translate that to bit by bug. <laughs> you know, so heartbreaking yet rewarding. I mean, I mean, I mean, some of we all know, Wat and Gary all know all too well, but hundred percent. I mean, I mean, I'm a I'm a coach as well of a girls in the sixteens team, and yeah, I can definitely relate to that sometimes. Yeah, where we've thrown a game and I've been tearing my ear out, but then we've we got to the final cup or come from yeah, you know, five, okay from five one down. Once we got last minute goals, make it five all. I mean, you know. Uh, that is a when you want to leave side. halfway through or something like that, and you're actually, uh, well, you actually know you can't. I mean, I'm saying at Wembley, playoff final, 2 0 down, down to 10 men to Port Vale, thinking, what are we doing there? What's the point? Season's done. <laughs> but yeah. Well, it's what like being a Charlton Town fan against Burton. What was I can't remember what year it was, but what was it? We were 5 1 down with 10 minutes to go and 1 6 5. <laughs> what year was that? Um, I think it was like 2011 or something along those lines. We but yeah, if you that. look up, if, yes. But if you look up Cheltenham, uh, Burton five, Cheltenham six, because it was at the Burton at Burton ground. Yeah. Good. Tell, tell yeah, me how I, you felt when that sixth goal went in. Go on. 
So it was, it, it was electric. It was literally, ele- you just didn't believe it was a real game. It was like a game on FIFA. <laughs> it's like, am I really here? Yeah. Being, Is that the best yeah, celebration being... you've been a part of? No, I think winning in the National League is probably the closest. They're probably the best, to be honest. Because it was my 30th birthday as well. Oh, yeah, so it's yeah. a personal touch to it, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. one way to celebrate your birthday, getting back in the Football League at the first oh, attempt. Amazing. amazing. And then your leading goal scorer. Yes, he shared it with Padre Gammon, but he scored 30 goals that season as well. And Marvellous. Guys, thank you again, mate, for coming on. I've really enjoyed You're more it. Than it's, been, it's been fantastic. And, uh, thank you for you having know, me. I, I still need to visit Cheltenham, so maybe I'll have to uh, message you in the chat when I'm coming down one day. More than welcome. And if you want to do another couple of games afterwards, I've got a spare room if you want to crash there and have a couple of beers. <laughs> lovely, lovely. So this has been the Fan of Fan podcast, and we will see you next time. Thank you.